Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of With Love, Alexa. This week, I'm really excited because I have the world traveler, Brittini Burton, and we've been friends since, like, what, fifth grade? Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, it's been crazy. So (laughs) I'm, like, really excited. I finally got to catch her when she was in town for a little while. Yeah, very close (laughs) to my leaving date, but I'm so happy I was able to do this. Yeah, I'm excited. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, um, grew up in Michigan, but knew I did. This is more than the world has a lot more than Michigan. So, uh, in college, I went to um, Michigan State. But in the summers, I discovered seasonal working through national parks. So, um, the summer of sophomore year, I worked in Yellowstone National Park as a busser. And then from there, that's when I discovered traveling. Like I got addicted. It was the first time I left Michigan. It was the first time I saw mountains and the first time I hiked. And that's basically who I am today is a traveler who loves mountains and hiking. So Yellowstone really set it off for me. And then every year in college, I either worked in Alaska National Park um, and I worked in Lake Tahoe, California and I did study abroad. So yeah, I just, went off from there that sounds so much fun i sometimes like i always say like i wish i could travel the world but like part of me is girl like, you can I, though i know but <laughs> i like would want to be in hotels for. <laughs> yeah 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 no so that is like my biggest what i want to like want people to realize that like anyone could travel you know i money you I came from like a single parent, you know, household. So there's no like extra money from the side coming in. It's all me. Um, and like I said, the first way I started traveling was through work. Um, so I made money, but I was traveling. Um, and if you want something, if you want more of the glamour life, there's actually hostels out there that will cost you $15 a night. And it will be like pool, like beautiful places. I mean, that's what I did when I was in South America. Like $15 a night was expensive for me to stay. So like I would go from like the $7 where like not really that great, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. You know? So $15 you're set for the night. I mean, that that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I guess um, whenever I think of like hostels, I don't know. I don't, I don't think of like you think a of pool. the movie Hostel. Yeah. Like that's what I thought about. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, describing it, it's probably not the best because it is like twin bunk beds yeah and sometimes I was in a uh, 32 room bunk bed at one point so it's, <laughs> it's like, like camp all over it again. is camp <laughs> and you know because of camp I rocked it but um you can get private rooms and hostels and they're beautiful and well kept you just got to ask around and yeah there's options for everyone and you can eat street food or you can make your own food like I've spent more than the average uh, backpacker or I mean, I probably spent average, right? So like, I was doing like $50 a day for room, accommodation, food. And this is um, when I was backpacking in South America, so, and Central America, so it's a little cheaper than if I went to Europe. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) so that's why I choose those cheaper areas. But you can even, you can go down to $30 a day, so you're only spending a thousand a month. You can really do however you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's cool too, because you like, and like it's different because you're not doing like everyone always says Europe or going to Europe but yeah. now it's some of these different places yeah I went to the different places because it was cheaper <laughs> um yeah Europe is um 
it scares me because it's so expensive, they say, but I need to just do it. Like, I'm gonna hop onto it. It's so funny that I'm like, it scares me when I went to Central and South America for six months. Don't speak, I'm gonna say don't speak Spanish because I didn't learn any Spanish while there because <laughs> I, was, I was traveling alone as well. So if I heard someone speak English, I would naturally just gravitate towards them. So I never really forced myself into it. So if that is the one thing I really wish, I won't say regret, but wish I could go back and be like, more forceful into learning Spanish, but when I go back to South America, because I definitely plan on that, I will definitely integrate myself a lot more. But yeah, I mean, for me, language was not an excuse, uh, the money, everything, but everyone's different. I'm aware of that. Yeah. No. But I definitely <laughs> want to advocate that anyone can travel. Even if you have two weeks off of work, go to Costa Rica. Yeah. Or if you're from the States, you know, Central and South America are super close, actually. So just fly there, you know? Very just cool. do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Be forever Be strong. Be forever strong about it, okay? <laughs> what, um, what has been your favorite place you've been to? Um, I was in Peru for three months out of the six, so I spent the most time there. So naturally, I would have to choose that. Um, it was a really big part of my life right now. I became, I dove really deep into spirituality and I got, um, it all began because I got yoga certificate certified in the Sacred Valley. So I'm a 200 hour. Teach me some. Yeah, I'm a 200 hour <laughs> yoga instructor now. So that's something what? new that I don't think you knew about. <laughs> no, $200 an hour? No, 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 200 hour. Oh. Oh my, well, I could charge that one day maybe. Um, but no, so that really, really set it off and I actually found a place there. I lived there um, in the Sacred Valley for a month after my training in a town called PSAC where I just sunk right into spirituality and did a lot of um, holistic type treatments out there and it was amazing. That sounds so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds, it's scary though to me. I don't know, sounding, but it sounds really exciting. What's scary sounding? I Let's don't know, like traveling by yourself? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but have you ever heard the quote like, well, when you travel alone, you're never alone. Have you heard that? Yeah, but like- It's so true. Oh my God, there'd be days, <laughs> lit not days because like I am a social like person, but there'd be times where I would purposely like, you know, some bunk beds would have curtains. So I just close a curtain and like watch Netflix because if you're in a hostel with like at least, there's at least 60 other people there. Everyone is, most people are traveling with one other person or by themselves. So everyone wants to, people travel to connect with others. Yeah. So you're constantly like, connecting with people so sometimes it's nice to find your own personal cocoon and netflix it up it's true yeah no i but think if you want we can go travel and for like a couple weeks when you have time off and it'll be fine okay that'll be fun um <laughs> no yeah because i'm also you know like the biggest klutz so yeah i think this all this traveling and hiking and yeah. everything and wouldn't be good for me <laughs> take a step and fall yeah well We've all been there. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so when you travel now, do you travel like work, travel and work, or do you just travel for fun, or is it both? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, um, when I first started uh, traveling was, like I said, through work. I worked in national parks and I started as a busser, but then started doing serving. When it's, I graduated from school, I graduated with communications degree, so. Me too. Here I am <laughs> doing it, I guess. <laughs> Communicating. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but um, I graduated and I went, like I said, and worked in Lake Tahoe and Alaska and was just serving. And then I got um, sick and um, had to go home because of it. And uh, once I got better, 
I, which took like two months, which we can talk about. And um, I was like, I don't want to serve anymore. Serving is not really my style, but the style of like working while traveling was my, mm-hmm. what I wanted. And so my mom loves Bravo <laughs> and she watches the show Below Deck and she is like, Bertini, like, you will love being a yachty. And I was like, this is just some stupid reality TV show that I am not going to get involved with. And then, you know, fast forward to today, I did yachting for a year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So I flew to Fort Lauderdale, um, got my, it takes five days to get the certification to work on a yacht legally. And um, did like some, you know, uh, hustle in where you have to do like day work, it's called, and you do like, Mm -hmm. you just work for a boat for a day, you get paid and that's it. And you just like rank up so much day work that like an actual boat will like want to contract you and sign on to. So I worked on two boats um, in a year and a half and traveled basically um, North, like North America on it. And um, it was amazing, I love it, love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was I used to want to like work on a cruise ship, like do like no, event planning. Do no, I don't. But <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun, you know, like you get to travel. Maybe. Yeah, because um, <laughs> there's a lot of different types of jobs on one boat. It's crazy. Like yeah. there was on the yacht I just recently, um, well, not recently, but my last yacht that I got off, there was including myself nine crew. So that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it was a 150 foot boat. It was really fun. So is it anything similar to Below Deck? Like how do they portray it? <laughs> I'm okay. So I've been watching the show with my mom, which is crazy because it's like I can really relate to it now instead of just being like, <laughs> "This is like stupid." You always assume yeah. it's just fake. Honestly, the work itself is pretty. It's accurate. None of it's staged. I don't think um, they probably have extra help. Like they probably have more crew members. Yeah. That they don't show um, to get the boat clean because it's not just like clean your room type of cleaning it is like you're dusting and being every single day you're dusting that boat or every single day you're cleaning the outside of it so it's really intense work that I don't think they could do that quickly but the show itself does show like what it is to be working on a yacht and yeah. I worked on a yacht for one boat eight months instead of six weeks so <laughs> the experience I have is a lot more intense than just a seek six week yeah but yeah it's still fun so what was your like favorite part um, the traveling. So like we, I left my boat when we were in the Caribbean. So like when we had days off, if we had days off, <laughs> um, it's a really intense job. So it's not for everyone. But yeah. if we had days off, um, you know, one day I went to St. John and rented a car, uh, a Jeep Wrangler, which is like my dream car. <laughs> and because it's so sporty and just drove around the island, which is a whole national park and explored the Caribbean island of St. John for the day. Like, okay you know it's yeah, just crazy like- <laughs> and i went for the panama canal with my other boat the first boat i was signed on to and for a couple of days we were docked um in panama and we just like explored panama city you know so it's just like those like moments and every yachty will say this like the job itself is really hard and there's there's a lot of times you're like why the heck am i doing this but then there's going to be moments that are just so beautiful and so glamorous that you're like wow like seeing dolphins ride yeah from the, your bow to the front of the boat. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a beautiful experience. It really is. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I always thought it was cool, like, watching it, so, but even hearing, like, your stories, like, it's yeah. even cooler because it's, it's, like, real. actual, yeah. Yeah, it's an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, it'd be cool to, like, meet people, I feel like. 
Yeah, you meet um, people from all the world. So a lot of them, there's Americans and a lot of South Africans, which I never, I don't know if I ever met a South African until yachting. So that was really cool. And there's a lot of Australians and British and Scottish, like yeah, it, it's everyone around the world. Um, and they're, everyone's like around my age, you know, from anywhere to 18 to 40 and captains are even older. So yeah. you get a lot of culture, which, you know, could be interesting to mix so many cultures in one, but you learn a lot and it's um, honestly a really great experience. After I've taken a few, I've taken like a couple months breaks off of it, <laughs> but now I can reflect and be like, yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah, like what was, um, what did you learn about yourself like during that whole process? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, l to be top layered, I, um, well, this is actually funny. My boat that hired me that I just left um, they hired me as a deckhand and I had no skills. I had no, nothing. I didn't know anything of deckhand and deckhands the outside, like docking the boat, washing the boat, like hands-on physical labor. Um, and the only reason they hired me is because they just liked my personality. Because you need to have a, like a good personality that can like um, float with any type of personality because that's the most important is just being able to like be friends with the crew. Yeah. And so they hired me because of that and then just they taught me everything I knew. So, or that now I know. So I'm a very quick learner and I love being outside. So I'm really passionate about the outdoors. But um, what I learned about myself is perseverance. Like, honestly, that job was really intense and a lot of personal stuff um, came up during it. Um, and I learned I'm a lot stronger. <laughs> I'm forever strong. <laughs> that that boat taught me it. And it's, yeah. you know, catch one too. It's the reason why I left because I know I'm stronger than the situation I was involved with. So I left the toxicity of it. But sometimes you just have to. Yeah. And I did. And I'm yeah. so grateful for the experience it had and what I got out of it. But yeah. Um, so we were talking for a minute earlier. Um, you said you got sick while you were mm -hmm. traveling. Yeah. What happened? So that was when I was in Alaska, um, 2016. I was so, uh, to preface, it never got diagnosed, so I don't really know what happened, uh, nor, I don't know if I will, but I was a server and I was wearing new shoes and I thought I was getting like a toe pain and I thought it's from these new shoes because I've ordered them online. I yeah. thought I had to break it in. And the toe pain just got so bad and one day I woke up and it collapsed because my toe was so swollen. Like the ball of my foot was so swollen I couldn't walk. So I was like, oh, I'll just like elevate it and hope the swelling goes down so I can work later that day. I was supposed to work breakfast and then come back for a dinner shift. Yeah. Um, didn't happen. And then a week goes by and my whole foot's now swollen. Aye. And then let's fast forward to like a couple of weeks Long story short, I was bedridden for six weeks in Alaska, um, my, where my whole feet, ankle, and knees were swollen. I couldn't walk. Um, my health insurance didn't cover me in Alaska, so I didn't really see a doctor. Um, I was dry, I was getting carried and in a wheelchair the whole time, and so it finally, and I wasn't working, and the my employee employers were so amazing, but there was a point where they're like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're not working. And I was like, I'll just fly home to Michigan and try to work it out. And so I flew to Michigan and got all these blood tests and they tested me for lupus, which is autoimmune disorder. They tested me for um, HIV, which was so scary. And they tested me for Lyme. Like, those are just the top three I remember. Those are the top scary ones for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so all came negative, which was like, you know, great, but 
what the heck. Yeah. So long story short, never got uh, never got um, diagnosed, and I had to go through physical therapy to learn how to walk again because I lost so much. I lost 20 pounds, of, and you know me, like I'm pure muscle in my legs. So yeah. I lost all my muscle in my legs, and oh, yeah. I had to go through physical therapy to literally learn how to walk again, and then. After learning how to walk, a week later, I got into yachting and just left Florida. So, like, I gave myself, like, <laughs> like you know, like, that's just the first time I am. I'm like, all right, what's next? I'm, I'm done. I'm healed. Let's go. So. So when you were, like, healed, was it, like, it was back to, like, normal for the most part? Um, or No. I had to be really careful because my body just wasn't used to impact on my feet. I wasn't yeah. used to walking. Um, but... I mean, no one in Florida, no one even knew about it. They wouldn't yeah. have guessed that I was sick. And, you know, ever since then, I've gotten a lot of um, bacterial infections as well, like Staph and MRSA. So they could all be related and, you know, no one knows, but I'm just holding my breath. But <laughs> I feel healthy. I feel great. You know, I went to um, a shaman in Peru and she said I'm healthy. So oh, well. I am taking her word and I feel <laughs> great. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, no, it's scary because it like, is scary. Like even you know me, like I'm really sick too, but you wouldn't know. No. And that's what's hard too is it took me a really long time to get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And it for a long time, like people didn't believe you or I mean for you, you had the I mean, swelling. It was believable. <laughs> yeah, it was swelling, yeah. but it's still hard to not know now, what's going on. Now it's um people think I'm almost like. Uh, What's it called where you freak out too much about hypochondriac. hypochondriac? Because every time I'm sick, I think it might be all related to whatever I had, you know, four years ago. Which it, I truly it do could believe be. it. Yeah, it might be like all the like MRSA and staff where there's no open cuts. It just kind of forms underneath my skin and bubbles yeah. up. It's crazy, and so a lot of people think I'm crazy when I like overreact. And um, but it's fine because I I can feel my body. You know, you can feel when you're starting to get sick. Yeah. You can feel when it's a different type of sickness, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that's, to me, is the most important lesson I learned is you know your body more than anyone. More yes. than more than even these experts. Right. Doctors, like... And even sometimes the doctors will remind you that. They're like, well, how you... You know, that's why yeah. they ask, how do you feel? One to ten. They can't tell you how you feel. Yeah. And so sometimes they gotta listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you might not see it, but mm -hmm. you know it's there and it yeah. sucks and... I've been trying to take the holistic route, yeah. honestly. I've been, um, I actually hired a holistic um, nutritionist when I was working on yachting, when I could afford it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I went on, I did the medical medium. So I drank celery juice every morning and I was amazing. My skin was great. I only could do it for a month because after that we went to the Caribbean. So it was a lot harder to buy celery juice or I juiced it, so to buy celery every single day, I couldn't do yeah. that. But when we were docking West Palm Beach, I bought celery, or I bought celery and made my own juice and had supplements and ate really well and didn't drink, and it was really good. And so I at least have the foundation and um, education of how to, if anything ever flares up again, to um, help. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. no, that's good. I you might have to give me some tips. I will because I, I should I can start eating healthier too. Actually, <laughs> my nutritionist is from Michigan. Really? Yeah, she's our age. No way. Yeah, she's oh, she should have her on the show. She's yeah. from um, <laughs> Troy or something, I think. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do try like some of the holistic stuff too. So mm -hmm. hopefully one day. Um, so. Where are you to next? Where are you going next? Well, on Saturday, so I guess um, 
from now it's like six days. Yeah. Six days I am flying to New Zealand, which is crazy. Um, and I have a work visa, so I'll be there for a year. And I'm uh, doing a three month trekking guide program. So I'm getting, um, I guess, taught how to become a, a guide when it comes to trekking, kayaking, and rock climbing. And that lasts three months. So when that's done, I'll have nine months left in my visa and I'm able to work legally. So I'll, I can work and just travel. And that's like a year plan, which is crazy. I've never had a year long plan. Will you be able to like come back to the states? I could come back trip if you want. Not need one. You know, but. it's like it takes like two days to fly. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I'm leaving Saturday, but won't land till Monday because of time difference oh, and actual yeah. time. So you know, this is gonna be the longest like not coming home. So crazy. I was I've just got home three weeks ago and I'm already leaving, but I'm really excited. New Zealand is definitely something I've I've pl I've had this plan for a year, so I'm really excited about it. Oh, so you've had the plan for a year. I had a plan for, for a year. year. <laughs> yeah, it'll be which is crazy. Year. I never plan stuff ever. Like when I was in South America, I didn't plan anything, which honestly is something that I wish I did a little more of. Because yeah. I wasted like quite a bit of money of just going zigzag and not making an actual route. Yeah. Well, so it's, like it's all the about one, your experience, though. So kind yeah. of plan it out, <laughs> not crazy. Just be like maybe city to city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was actually kind of like my next question was. What advice do you have for someone that's either thinking about traveling or that is in the middle of traveling? Okay, so if you're thinking about traveling, my suggestion and is just do it. Um, it's actually, I never had the fear of it, but I think it's because I slowly ease myself into it. Um, when I was in college, my senior year spring break, instead of going to, you know, from Michigan, driving to Florida and just getting drunk at, you know, Panama City with like 5,000 other college kids for a week, I was like, you know what? Don't want to do it. Done it. It's not that exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I actually bought a cheap ticket to Hawaii. And yeah, really? yeah, I bought a ticket to Hawaii and I knew I wanted to go backpacking um, for months in the future. And so I never went backpacking on my own. And so I was like, all right, I'll do Hawaii for two weeks on my own and just see how it goes. So I did Maui and Kauai, which are two islands. Um, Kauai, Kauai is very untouched and it was amazing. And Maui is gorgeous as well. And I did it on my own and it worked out amazing and met so many people I still talk to today. Really? And, yeah. And um, that was when I knew I could just do it on my own. I actually gave myself, like I said, a two week little, let's see how this works out. That's kind of how I do everything. I'm like, let's test this one out a bit. And I just, <laughs> I just dive in, like I went trekking, for uh, backpacking. So, you know, you hike for like 10 miles and camp and you do that for a whole loop or however long the trail is. And I did that in Peru for the first time. I did a four day trek on my own because I never did a trek on my own. And so I was like, you know what, let's just try it out, see what happens. So I rented like a tent that didn't work. I actually had to sleep with someone that I met on the trail, like another girl. She had a two person tent that she carried and I met her and I was like, yo, my tent doesn't work. Can I sleep with you? <laughs> so I, <laughs> we'd hike on our own separately during the day and then at night we found each other at the campsite and like she let me sleep in her tent. She's from New Zealand, so hopefully oh. I'll see her again. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go on Facebook or. <laughs> yeah, 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 hopefully we can camp and I'll actually have a sufficient tent to sleep in but so um we're basically done but okay. 
What um, do you ever think he'll come back to Michigan? Like, oh my god, I have to. Kathy would be so mad. Kathy's <laughs> my mom. I'd have to come back. I don't think I'll settle here though. Yeah. Do you think he'll settle anywhere, like in the U.S. In the or? US? Um, you know, romanticizing like Northwest Pacific, like Washington area. But you know, you never know who you meet while you travel. So yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Any uh, significant others, relationships? Oh my God, I was like, is she gonna ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, no. No, I do not have a significant other. But you know, you just meet people while you travel that definitely impact you. So yeah, we'll just go there, end it like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Bertini, for thank joining you so much me. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. And if you want to see her travels, we will have her social media in, um, in the bio. Thanks again for joining and can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye.